Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,249, Feb 20, 20 2024. Mm-hmm. It was 57 degrees on this day in 1981 and 20 below on two occasions, 1941 and 1989. And on this day, I occasionally note these major snowfalls. On this day in 2011, a foot of snow fell upon our sainted heads. And when I went outside today to discover, of course, the paper wasn't there yet, I smelled a March morning. Nice. March. A March morning. What what day in March? It doesn't matter. Uh, about the 27th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. And now, the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. What's the, what's the word for when I've been proven correctly? It's not vilified. Validated. Verified. I've been... Okay, no, been, it's not because it's not, if he was wrong and he's being corrected. Well, it's been valid. My, uh, my use of when I was telling you to call Precision Garage Door and put their number in your telephone closet, I was poo-pooed. But Brian Gullickson just emailed me a picture and the note, I attended my first wild game at the XL Energy Center this past weekend. No wonder they want to renovate this place. The place is so old it has a telephone closet of which I've attached a photo. There it is. Telephone closet right there in the Excel Energy wow. Center. I've been vindicated. vindicated. That's the word I wanted. I knew it was a go. V word. Uh, remedied? No. No, vindicated, Matt. We're done looking. I don't see it here. Telephone closet. <laughs> Isn't that something? Isn't that? I had no idea. Was that just a fancy word for... Another room for the Wild Press Corps. What yeah. Did you about put that, up there yourself? that game? 10-7. I have never seen that, and I've seen a lot of hockey games. I have never seen uh, seven goals in a third period. I've never seen two hat tricks. I've never seen anything like it. It was just wonderful. Two minutes. What was it? Two minutes in, we had scored three goals. Yeah, I if I remember be. right, the third grade, the third grade into the third, yeah. the third yeah. period was very active. <clears throat> That's what I mean. Yeah, seven just, goals scored in the third period. Well, I think we were down, if I remember right, five three, and I turn it uh, on and I put the volume really low because I know it's going to be the typical disappointment. And then I, I think we saw history being made. Well, you did. You know, from a franchise standpoint, much of that was historic. I have never seen anything like that personally, Joe. I will never forget yesterday, ever. Well, I I didn't see it because uh, instead of being a non-productive member of society, just (laughs) sucking off the government's teat at home and doing nothing, I was at work. Um, How many insane websites have you read today in order to do show prep you want to talk about who's more put out i'm way more put out than you'll ever be i drudged i twinsies.com and i did start tribune it i think it's wearing on kenny's mind to be truthful at this point the trouble is the trouble is now that we've identified the problem in the country we can't help but see it that's the problem 
And I have a recommendation for GLers who rely most principally on the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press for their news. You're, you're missing the boat if you don't also check out every day the Center of the American Experiment and Alpha News. They are reporting the things, and they're all legitimate what they're reporting. They're reporting what you're not going to find in the, uh, the daily newspapers. You're just not going to find it. And then throw in Sahan Journal, The Hill, The Powerline Blog, The Drudge Report, <laughs> The American Thinker, The Wall Street Journal, The St. Paul Paper, The Star Tribune. And, and if you do that every day, you'll find yourself, a, you'll be a jerk like I am right now. Yeah, just right. an absolute cretin that's impossible to work with. What do you mean by right now? <laughs> do you know that yesterday you were wondering, you were wondering, you. Yes. you were wondering if a school would punish a student who might intervene to break up a fight? Yeah. You know, if somebody asked yeah. that question, either Kenny or John, would the student be punished? And I got a note from uh, uh, Josh who writes, hey, you asked on the podcast if a student could break up a fight and not get in trouble. We are in southeast Minnesota, and about two weeks ago, a fight started in my son's medical, middle school phi ed class, and he stepped in and broke it up. The next day, he was called into the vice principal's office. She saw everything on the video and thanked him for stepping in. Oh, wow. P.S. This same seventh grader goes to sleep every night to garage logic. We put him to sleep? Well, no, I think that oh. means he's, that's his... His I, last comment, or there his you thought. Are. That, okay. that, there you are. Got it. Got it now. That's what, that's what we need, more people like that. And then just leave in. it on so we get the complete download. Well, you need more people like the student, and you need more people like that principal yeah. who said, mm-hmm. thanks, kid. Uh, many emailers are wondering, it's, it's, we're going to play what aboutism, but I think it's deservedly so for just a moment. Uh, many emailers are playing what aboutism. When do the riots start? <laughs> when, do, when do we burn down yeah, Target the- in Burnsville? What's the vibe? What's Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. you? Uh, Dale wants to know, I think I've missed an announcement. When and where is the riot? Is CNN in town? I don't see anything about three white civil servants being killed by a black guy on their homepage. Are there a bunch of white people from Chicago and New York in cars with no license plates moving into Burnsville? Is the KKK coming to town to stir up the crowd? Will we be burning down the victims' neighborhoods, maybe the shooter's place of employment? The answer is no, of course. If this state can't vote this left-wing radicals out of office, it's time to leave it and allow Canada to absorb us. All right? And uh, Steve wants to know, uh, in May of June of 2020, I learned that all Minneapolis police hate black people. The police chief and mayor in charge were not at fault, though. They were in charge of lots of racists. I learned that white people are racist even if they don't know it. Now a black guy kills two white cops and a white paramedic. Do black people hate all white people? Are black men racist even if they don't know it? How come Target isn't getting looted? Yeah, we can play that whataboutism. Sometimes you have to play whataboutism. There is just there is something to be said about this dichotomy, and that is... Uh, of course, all black people don't hate white people. That's silly. Uh, but what what needs to be observed is that, no, there won't be any burning. There won't be any looting. There won't be any destruction of small businesses. There won't be any of that. Because 
the oppressors uh, don't apparently don't react that way. It's the oppressed who react that way. Okay. And I don't know how it could ever be spun that this fellow who shot the coppers and the paramedic, uh, it, 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 I'm sure it could be spun that he's an oppressed person, but it will be very hard to spin the fact that he was a decent human being. And not that I'm disagreeing with you, but the one there is one major difference, though, right, between this story and all the other previous ones. The bad guy's dead. Right. Right. And uh, it's been it's a hard story to sort out. We're giving this one 72 hours, if not more. It's a hard story to sort out. But why was the 911 call made in the first place? Is that germane to our understanding of this situation? Do we need to know why the 911 call was made in the first place for a domestic problem? It does help paint the picture of the type of person you were dealing with, most likely. And then is it germane to wonder about the... Uh, I, I come up with at least three moms for the combined seven kids. Is that is that germane for me to wonder about? I probably not. It doesn't mean much now to the widow and the kids of the dead cops. Uh, I, I was wondering that. And then, uh, why are our laws that we have plenty of so incapable of preventing this? When this was a fellow not allowed to own guns. I guess I'm being naive. Uh, unless you, you know, put a tail on him 24 hours a day, year after year, uh, there's a million ways he can go get a gun without law enforcement knowing about it. And I find it interesting that people, some people on the left are using that as um, an excuse to say, we need to ban all guns. Like, that won't turn us into Chicago. No, what you need to do on the left, as long as you're the ones in control, is you need to create tougher laws. If the first time, uh, what's his name? Gooden. What's his first Shannon. name? Shannon. If the first time Shannon Gooden got in trouble with a gun, if he had received a five-year jail sentence with no parole, it's unlikely he would be committing future gun crimes. Why don't you get I tough on the people who wrongly use guns? I don't need you to take mine. I, I'm honest. But you need to crack down. If, if, uh, if somebody's using a gun illegally, put them in jail for 10 years. Okay. And you and don't get out. And that's what they're trying to do with the latest bill that's being introduced right now. They're going to take mine away. Which makes no sense. There's quite a few interesting bills, isn't there? Uh, yeah, oh, boy. They, raised, they raised to the finish line here. They're really... Let's go. Well, at this, the beginning of the session, they throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. But again, you're not going to hear about these bills in the uh, Pioneer Press or the Star Tribune. These, these particular bills I've been made aware of by reading the Center of the American Experiment today. And everybody can go to their website every day. It's fantastic. Or Alpha News or Sahan Journal. You can, you can find these things. For example, uh, DFL senators are pushing a bill to regulate 
painters. Painters? All right. To do what? Uh, and this is by John Phelan of the American Experiment. Last week, I released my new policy briefing, Counteracting Regulatory Burdens, which calls for state policymakers to enact a pay-as-you-go provision whereby new regulatory requirements or costs must be offset by eliminating old ones and adopt sunset provisions for state regulations. Uh, I think I think John was, was suggesting, okay, every time you come up with a new regulation, you have to get, a, get rid of an old one. It's a great idea. They won't do that. Right. <laughs> Uh, and as, as, an, as, an, as if to illustrate the need for that measure, along comes Senate File 3554. Senate File 3554, sponsored by Senators McEwen DFL, Seeberger DFL, and Hoffman DFL, would much more, listen, GLers, this affects you, would much more tightly regulate not only the sale of paint, but also who could use the paint. Here are some highlights of the bill. Hmm. The sale of solvent-based paint materials is restricted to those people licensed under Section 326B.61. The restriction under this paragraph excludes sales of solvent-based paint materials sold in containers that are a gallon or less in volume and household spray paints dispensed from an aerosol can. For purposes of this section, solvent-based paint materials means non-waterborne paint and paint thinners. Uh, Unlicensed individuals means an individual who is not licensed by the commissioner to perform painting work. An unlicensed individual shall not perform painting work required to be permanent to be performed by a licensed individual unless the individual is first registered with the department as an unlicensed individual. Therefore, mm-hmm. an unlicensed individual shall not, shall not perform painting work required to be performed by a licensed individual unless the work is performed under the direct supervision of an individual actually licensed oh to perform such work. The licensed individual and unlicensed individual must be employed by the same employer. Licensed individuals shall not permit unlicensed individuals to perform painting work except under the direct supervision of an individual actually licensed. Unlicensed individuals shall not supervise the performance of painting work or make assignments of painting work to unlicensed individuals. Uh, It's interesting to note that Aaron Murphy is the Senate Majority Leader. Mm-hmm. Her, husband, a while. her husband is a guy named Joe Murphy. He's a very successful and very talented professional painter. I'm not suggesting this is Aaron's idea. Purely a coincidence. I'm just saying it's very <laughs> ironic wow. that the Senate Majority Leader is Aaron Murphy, whose husband Joe, who I know well, I've hired him. Okay is a very talented professional painter. Worked with a guy named Mike Hughes. Hughes and Murphy. Hughes is retired. Murph is still painting. So does this bill mean I can't paint my house? Because it says something about restricting unless you can't buy more than a gallon of this paint. You can buy a gallon of paint or less. Or you can buy anything in a spray can. It sounds to me like the the lowly citizen would be limited to buying small cans of paint. In the name of what? 
in the name of uh, the legislature uh, acting not for the citizens of Minnesota, but acting on behalf of unions. Who decided that so, we need to tell... This is... A and it, all, it just covers solvent-based paint materials. Does that mean paint that won't be washed out in water when I'm at the end of the day? I can't clean my brushes. Latex and, is not solvent-based, is it? So it just covers oil-based. Apparently. I wish they would have used the term oil-based. You know what that means? Varnishing. Varnish. Varnishing is solvent is a solvent-based material. You, you see yourself as a champion <clears throat> varnisher, don't you? I am a champion I know, varnisher. I, know. I can't argue Which that. is There's, very unusual I given can't. my personality. True. There's a certain art to it. It's therapeutic for him. Uh, each contract, and then we get into the insurance part. There is absolutely no need for this bill whatsoever. It is regular. This is uh, John Phelan writing. It is regulation for the sake of regulations, nothing more. This, though, is what too many state policymakers live for, and it is why Minnesota needs the protection of the measures set out in our new policy briefing, that being a Center of American Experiment policy so, briefing, saying if you're introducing a new regulation, you must demonstrate the elimination of an existing regulation. That means you can't paint that triumph at home. You can't go buy a gallon or two of, um, what would it be, Ferrari Red, and paint that triumph of yours. I can't paint that Minneapolis Moline of mine. That's where it sounds like. The 71 F100, whatever it might be, that requires more than a gallon. The restriction under this paragraph excludes, meaning you don't have to count this, sales of solvent-based paint materials sold in containers that are a gallon or less. In other words, I guess if I want to paint my porch with a solvent-based paint, I'll, I just have to keep running back to the store and buying it in quart cans. Yeah. Wow. What about what the what hell? About, I thought you were worried about climate change. I'm going to be in my car more often, right. you idiots. What about, we've both used it, stripper. That stuff oh. where you have to put on a rubber suit where to use it? Where it starts to bubble? Yeah, because but that's, it burns that's in into small, your skin? Yeah, but you can get that in small cans, Kenny. But, by the yeah, way, it's, I, not a, okay. it's not a porch. It's a Lamborghini. Right. <laughs> it's a Lambo. <laughs> It, it, tell me I'm reading that wrong. I the think that's what it says, The Joe. restriction under this paragraph. Oh, well, let me start the paragraph over. The sale of solvent-based paint materials is restricted under this bill to those persons licensed under Section 326B.61. In other words, professional painters. The restriction under the paragraph excludes... Meaning, I'm I'm I come into the picture now as a Joe civilian. It excludes sales of solid-based paint materials sold in containers that are a gallon or less, and household spray paints dispensed in the form of an aerosol can. Mm. You know our guy Mark, the Iron Range that did yeah. the painting for uh, yeah uh, Derek. He's out of business because he does all hand lettering. Rook up, look, uh, Rook, look up uh, State Senator McEwen, M.C. Big E, W.E.N., because uh, we're not getting their first names here. Uh, McEwen, look up Seaburger, S-E-E-B-E-R-G-E-R. 
and look up Hoffman, just what it sounds like. These are all DFL senators. Who are you people? And what in God's name is compelling you to take such ridiculous, unnecessary action? What in God's name is this? I've got John Hoffman up. He's 34. Where's he from? Um, district map. Hold on. Stay with me. It's loading. Where the hell is this? He, he lives in Champlin. Thank you, John. Well, is he an eco-freak? Uh, what, what, what is the environment behind this? Do they actually think me popping the lid on a gallon of paint is going to be detrimental to what? Talk, talk me off the ledge here. I mean, what really? What, what is wrong with you people? And why do, why do, we, why do you want to serve? Don't you want to serve to serve the people of Minnesota? Is that, is that quaint idea just gone now? Uh, Jen McEwen? Yeah, uh, born in Carbondale, Illinois, lives in Duluth. He's a Duluther, huh? That's uh, a female. Yeah, I know. I said she's a Duluther, oh. huh? I thought you said he, but that's okay. Um, lives in Duluth. She earned a BA from the University of Maine and a JD from Hamlin School of Law. Her experience includes working as an attorney. She served as the board president of the Damiano Center. Uh, doesn't say anything. And then what about the other fruitcake, Seaburger? John Hoffman, uh, what do you do when you're a liberal and you're born in Casper, Wyoming? Yeah. You move to Minnesota. I guess you move to Minnesota <laughs> if you're born in Illinois, too. You know, there are a lot of uh, legislators who are not from Minnesota. You don't tell me. Judy Seaburger is from Afton. Okay, what's her deal? Uh, she's part of the Commerce and Consumer Protection Committee. She's the vice chair. Uh, nothing on environment. The other two both belong to environment committees in the legislature. Mm -hmm. um, well, GLers, if this passes, you're being told you can't go to Fratelloni's and buy a gallon of paint. You can go to Fratelloni's and buy smaller cans. She earned a bachelor's aware, degree so. from the University of Minnesota Duluth in 91, law degree from Boston University School who's, of who's Law. Who's this, McEwen? This is uh, still Judy Seaburger. Seaburger. Uh, Boston University School of Law in 96, and a graduate from your favorite former university, Hamlin, in 2016. That's not even a college anymore. Right. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you something, Joe. This seems like it's newsworthy, this and the electrical bill and the gun bill. Didn't even get to the electrical bill yet, Kenny. I'm going to take your blood pressure on another trip. Why um, <laughs> Why don't the local rags cover this? How come I'm not seeing this on, I think, on the TV news? I think this might fall under the heading of it's early in the session and they are feverishly writing as many bills as possible Throwing him at the wall, literally, and seeing what well, there's literally throwing him at the wall and seeing what will stick. Well, Jen, but, Jen's next one, or this Seaberg. Uh, I know uh, the grounds for reasonable force in schools, defining duties, establish minimum training requirements. That's just fresh out of the hopper, right? What well, that's what they should be working on. Okay, not, not paint. Well, I agree. the reason why this is newsworthy, Joe, even if they are doing that, they're just spitballing here. That's is what I'm the saying, general? Yeah, yeah the, but I think it they. This is newsworthy because the general populace needs to know what these people are capable of and just what they're trying to do, even if they do fail. So that means if I'm painting my garage, 
Well, Precision Garage Door is there. Uh, I guess I'll be painting the garage from a quart can. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, take I'll, have to, I'll have to tell the guy from Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin, hey, I'll be back in a sec. I got to go get another can. Then you hop on your EcoFun scooter. Right. And then go I'm going to go right there. I got to get another can. I'll be right. back in a minute. Right. <laughs> because they're going to be there and they're going to fix it all the first time. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin. And don't charge more for weekend visits. And most often, I, I suppose it can't be all the time. But most often, they don't give you that song and dance about, I got to go back to the shop. I'm missing a three-eighths-inch bolt. Mm-hmm. No, they usually have that stuff with them in the truck because they want to take care of your service call in one stop. And they do a great job. They have great people. And uh, they're hiring people. But uh, there's no wonder why they are. There's great benefits, great salaries. They're equal opportunity employers. Uh, and they do it all, roller springs, including new garage doors. They'll take care of any problem you have with the garage. Call, Put this in your contacts, not your telephone closet. Mm. Put this in your contacts on your phone. Precision door, 612-263-6985. Or find them online at precisiondoormn.com. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You know, we got nine more days, not eight more because it is leap year. We've got nine more days of the love month and the love your rug special at Zero Res. And if you have had Zero Res in your home before cleaning your carpets, then you know how professionally they are. If your carpet has not been professionally cleaned, then you're breathing unhealthy levels of nasty dirt, dander, bacteria, germs, and just gross stuff. 
And what's worth? What's worth? It's worth Play. it. What's worth it? It's worth it to call these guys. Uh, also, if you have not had your air ducts clean, that's really bad too. So lucky for you, Zero Res has got the Love Your Rug special. Seventeen thousand Google reviews, four point nine rating. And right now, you can get the Love Your Rug Special, three rooms, zero resified, starting at just 119 bucks, free hallway this month, and 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Call zero res right now at 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z or go online to zeroresminnesota.com and ask for the rookie Love Your Rug Special. Also, don't forget, you commercial guys out there, call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. The pros at Zeroes can take care of your business. Spelled forward or backward, it is spelled the exact same way, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Uh, refresh me on McEwen again, uh, Senator McEwen, the DFLer. Uh, Jen? Jen McEwen, and she represents what area? Duluth, I believe. I'm going to call it back up. Yeah. Here's Phelan again in the uh, American Experiment. Yesterday, I wrote about a bill being pushed by three DFL senators, McEwen, Seberger, and Hoffman, which would erect a costly regulatory apparatus to govern who could buy, sell, or use paint. In case you thought this was a one-off, McEwen has another bill, which would take something most people just do and regulate it so they can't. Looks like pretty much St. Louis County, not that area. <clears throat> Senate File 3852, a bill for an act relating to labor and industry, making policy and technical changes to construction codes and licensing provisions. Section 5 of the bill lists various exemptions from licensing. The statute currently reads, an owner shall not be required to hold or obtain a license under sections 326B.31 to 326B.399. Under, under McEwen's bill, it would be amended to read, an individual who physically performs electrical work on a residential dwelling that is located on a property that the individual owns and actually occupies as a residence or owns and will occupy as a residence upon completion of its construction is not required to hold or obtain a license under sections 326B. If the residential dwelling has a separate electrical service utility not shared with any other residential dwelling. Does that mean you don't have to pull a permit? In short, McEwen's bill eliminates the licensing exemptions for residential building owners to perform work on their own house. If her bill passed, a homeowner would need to be licensed or get a licensed contractor just to change a light switch. Huh. Uh-oh. Is that labor union heavy? Uh, why are these bills being pushed? One suggestion arising from the paint bill is that unions are eager to take basic household maintenance tasks like painting your bathroom or changing a light switch and making it a legal requirement that you have to pay one of their members to do it. Yeah, see you on that, boys. The senators pushing these bills, McEwen, Seberger, and Hoffman, ought to remember who it is they elected to serve. They were elected to serve. It wasn't the wallets of big labor. Although that they're beholden to them, I would imagine, for campaign funds. Uh, this latest bill shows the why in my new... Is that me? No. You shows... wouldn't believe it. It's your newspaper calling me. <laughs> uh, hello? 
Welcome. Is this Kenny Olson, please? <laughs> Counteracting regulatory burdens, we, we, we need state policy ma- policymakers to enact a pay-as-you-go provision, whereby new regulatory requirements or costs must be offset by eliminating old ones. That's, that's brilliant. Is it? No one will bring that forward. Right. I'm 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 failing to grasp the language of this uh, electric bill. An individual who physically performs electric work on a residential dwelling that is located on a property the individual owns and actually occupies as a residence or owns and will occupy as a residence upon completion of its construction is not required to hold or obtain a license. Well, then what's the problem? Why, why are you creating a bill that says nothing? If the residential dwelling has a separate electrical service utility not shared with any other residential dwelling, I don't get where... Uh, I don't get where Phelan is deduced that this means I can't change a light switch. It sounds like the opposite almost, doesn't yeah. it? Or maybe we're just reading it wrong. But, but the opposite is already true. If you own a house and you're going to live in that house or you're eventually going to live in that house, you can right now wire it from the box all the way to the finished product. All you have to do is get inspections. Right. Right. But you don't have to be a licensed electrical contractor currently. And what he's telling us is that you would have to be. Well, but when you read the law, right. the opposite. Let me, exactly. read the, let me read the two paragraphs again. An owner, the, the statute currently reads, an owner shall not be required to hold or obtain a license. So that means you don't have to be certified in electrical. Under McEwen's bill, it would be amended to read, an individual who physically performs electrical work on a residential dwelling that is located on a property the individual owns and actually occupies uh, and will occupy as a residence upon completion of its construction is not required to hold or obtain a license under, oh, under sections... 326B31 to 326B399. Uh, if the residential dwelling has a separate electrical service utility not shared with any other resident, I think what that's saying is right now under this section, you don't have to have a license, but by the time I get done with you, you're going to need a license. That's what John is saying to us, yes. If her bill passes, a homeowner would need to be licensed to get a or get a licensed contractor, but that is not how it reads. Is no, it? no, it's no. Uh, unless it there's reads the opposite. It seems like there's a typo, or we're just I'm so, wondering if, if we're not just true. so yeah, yeah because I've read that paragraph a hundred times this morning. Yeah. Okay, then look up Senate File three eight five two. Oh, I'm on there right now, Joe. Thirty two, actually three two six B. Point three one. It, it's long and tedious, and um, it's, it's I can't. Make it's un, it's unlikely Phelan is screwing up. Something's but something's missing. 
Maybe we there's should. a typo in in the where it says is Can not in the new bill. Quick perhaps call him yeah, even off call, the air. Let's call uh, even uh, if we have to talk to him off the air. Yeah, call Center of the American Experiment, okay. and we want to talk to John Phelan. Okay. All right. You want to take a break and do that right now? Um, hurry up, Chris. Come on. <laughs> you have what are you waiting for? <laughs> Boy, you guys is he on yet, Chris? <laughs> where is he? Well, I'm trying to talk to him. Just I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'd like to discuss first before we take this break? And I wring all four of your necks, two virtually and two here in the Fresh studio. water? No. A bank. North a American Linda. Banking ah. Company. I was just there this morning talking to my guy, Mr. Bilski. And we're running the numbers. And I do want you to know that here's why they separate themselves from them big national banks. You can call them personally. Talk to somebody on the phone. Yes, I know that seems outrageous. But that's the way North American Banking Company operates, and that's the way they designed this when they first opened back in 1998. They made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker personally, just like I do, and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So check them out. Go to one of their six locations. Mine is in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France. Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And here's why that's a big deal. That means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send those out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. Check them out online today, nabankco.com. That's their website, nabankco.com. To learn more, North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. You know who you kind of remind me of, Joe, especially today? One of those snobs that lives over in Great Britain that just poo-poos everything American. Wow. Really? Yeah. Tay-Tay, football parties. You not like happiness, Joe? Matthews parties. Morons. <laughs> An all-American football hero. Half <laughs> of America's <laughs> sweethearts. Yeah. I mean, they're literally the, the royalty of the United States of America, and you hate half I got to give her credit when she slugged down that beer on the scoreboard that was pretty cool she can drink a beer that was pretty cool go behind the scenes of garage logic with unfiltered audio and video access invites to exclusive events an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself and more by signing up at garagelogic.com joe suture the keeper of common sense <laughs> Are you okay? Should we get you an oxygen tank? Maybe a shot take of... A, take a drink and let it go down the wrong pipe again. Something? Uh, with Liberty Safes and Maple Grove Lock and Safe, there are three things you can always expect from our guy, Rich. Always uh, expect, in addition to all the monthly sales, always expect Rich to be offering you 15% off all quick combination and key vaults, no matter what the other sales are. Uh, proviso there. If you're a GLer, you have to tell them. And speaking of that, if you are a GLer, that means when you buy a safe, Rich is going to throw in a little something extra, extra. You buy one of these electrical kits and lights, and uh, it's called an electrical accessory kit, a bunch of stuff. Uh, you buy that, Rich throws it in for free. Number three, always expect Liberty to have your back, either through their lifetime transferable warranties or their amazing privacy pol policy, which now goes above and beyond 
any other safe country, uh, company in the United States. Uh, there's no upsales with Liberty because there's a Liberty safe for everybody and there's no need to do an upsell with you. Every budget is covered. Here's what you're going to do. Well, first, I'd just pop onto the website, uh, Liberty, uh, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. If that's not good enough for you, give Rich a call, 763-328-0628 or just stop in and say hi, 6901 East Fish Lake Road on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Mayor Eric Adams of New York has uh, a program by which the illegal migrants in his city can get money. Oh. And the New York Post has done a pretty admirable deep dive on this. Unusually for the mayor, Adams did not publicize the story himself, and his administration for nearly a month has failed to correct several public misperceptions about it. One one misperception is that the program allows the city to give out just $50 million to migrants. No wonder the mayor has been reticent. The debit card program, if you read the actual contract, has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion-dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing, untraceable cash used for any purpose. It will give migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check, no restrictions, and no fraud control. When the Post exposed the mayor's debit card program earlier this month, the mayor's office spun it as a money-saving program to solve a problem. Migrants staying in hotels don't eat all their food. I don't, what's that mean? Hmm. Oh, meaning they would go out and buy their own groceries? Doc Go, the city's no-bid emergency contractor to provide migrants with three meals a day, throws away up to 5,000 meals daily, wasting $7.2 million a year. Some food, is, some food is inedible, expired, or rotten. And other food doesn't meet the migrants' dietary needs. Providing mass-scale meals competently and with options for specific needs, halal, kosher, vegan, non-gluten, isn't that hard. The school system does it. Airlines do it. Hospitals and jails do it. It shouldn't be difficult for the city to solve this problem. On-site city auditors could refuse to pay for meals that are objectively inedible, with visible mold, for example. Uh, and this goes on to say New York is home to hundreds of top-tier financial services and public benefits providers. Uh, a dream of a competitive bidding pool to ensure the city gets a good price as well as strong protections from fraud and abuse. But uh, the city is not consulting with those uh, agencies. Uh, the story is too complicated for me to read the whole thing except you should know that the taxpayers are on the hook for at least ten grand per illegal that they can get with a debit card. Wow. It's a heck of a startup. Ten grand. Well, we're giving the country away. Imagine if they did that for the homeless of New York. Yeah. Those not addicted to, you know, drugs. I believe part of that, though, is they made the migrants pinky promise that they were going to use that ten grand for necessary supplies and whatnot. Well, that's that's good in court. That's all you need. 
This is from U.S. News and Report. Two climate change activists appeared on court late last week for throwing pink powder on glass cases displaying the U.S. Constitution at the National Archive Museum in Washington, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. The revered founding document written on four sheets of parchment in 1787 was protected by its display in casement and not damaged, the National Archives said. Police arrested Donald Zapita and Jackson Green, both white. I, I mention that because you never see black guys wrecking the Constitution. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Police arrested Donald Cepeda and Jackson Green on Wednesday afternoon for what the National Archives called an act of vandalism after they dispersed balloons filled with magenta pink tempura paint powder across the display, according to a court filing by a special agent in the Archives Inspector General's office. The museum's rotunda was closed, and uh, the government spent almost $16,000 cleaning it. Wow. Videos posted on social media showed the two men stood by the powder-dusted cases in the museum's grand rotunda with their hands and clothes covered in the pink powder. Paraphrasing the Constitution, they told onlookers they believed everyone on the planet had a right to clean air in a livable climate and called on Biden to declare a climate emergency shortly before they were detained by the staff. Uh, one of the men told investigators they were part of the Declare Emergency Campaign, which says it's, it uses civil resistance techniques to force the government to take emergency action. Okay, there are two failed academy idiots. They don't know what they're doing. But I have said from the beginning that what the Mysterians will have to accomplish is the destruction of our Constitution. In this case, it, it could not be done with the powder because it's very protected in a glass case that's probably bulletproof and everything else. But that's, that's the ultimate goal of the mystery is to destroy the Constitution and then reframe, reframe it in ways under which we will not want to live because they will, they will abandon everything we know. Uh, in this country. Now we're also having people, you know, they throw paint at Mona Lisa and this uh, right. all in the name of the climate, which of course has nothing to do with the climate. It has to do with uh, bringing about as soon as possible the end to capitalism and Western civilization as we know it. And, and the other reason I brought this story up and I looked, it was never covered by traditional news gatherers. Now, maybe it made newscasts out in Washington. Maybe WTOP had it. But the Washington Post didn't cover this, to the best of my knowledge. The New York Times didn't cover this. It's a, I think it's an important story. When you got to close down the National Gallery, get the public out of there, and arrest two people who dump powder all over the Constitution, to me, that's a story. Yep. And I didn't see it uh, anywhere except this, U.S. News and some other typical sites that print the things that the traditional news gatherers don't print. Well, it's evident that these two are complete idiots because if they would have just watched that Nicolas Cage thriller, National Treasure, they yeah. would have known how to access these documents. Yeah. And believe me, the Mysterians want their hands on those documents to destroy them. They don't believe in this country. And they believe uh, all weather problems are caused by, all climate problems are caused by capitalism. And 
constitutions. And the Constitution. Yeah. You want to bring our man John Haidt in? Why not? All right. When? Well, <laughs> you're kind of all over the place today. I don't know what. No, what I'm not. Format. I'm very organized, okay. and I'm going down the, a specific the, path. Got it. Okay, here we go. Let's <laughs> just take a quick time out. We'll be right back. Breaker one nine. Breaker one nine. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Well, I just saw today that next Saturday and Sunday they're predicting possibly 50 degrees. And you know what that means for you? You should be thinking about your air conditioning unit. You are not going to turn the air on at 50 degrees. I understand that. But if you didn't put it away properly or it was making some noise, now's the time to get that thing tuned up. They can come out and tune it up in 50-degree weather. Believe me, have it ready for that super hot and sweaty and swelter heat we're going to be having. Get it? Swelter? Welter? Got it. All right. But you can also, if you have problems with your heating unit, you can call them right away. they got certified techs that will come out immediately, and they serve the entire metro area, have 24-7 emergency services as well. But don't mess around with your heating unit, your cooling unit, or even that air purification system that you have. Get in touch with four generations and 120 years of experience. That's the Welter family. They know the equipment. 612-825-6867. They're a family of garage logicians, and they advertise on Garage Logic just because they love the show. So if you're in a pinch... Give them a buzz. They should be your go-to people. Get that number on the refrigerator, 612-825-6867, or put it in your telephone cubbyhole or wherever you call that stupid thing. It's online at welterheating.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This uh, news update brought to you by North American Banking Company. And uh, here now are all the details on the uh, Shannon Gooden thing. Authorities on Monday confirming the identity of the suspect accused of killing those three first responders in Burnsville. He's 38-year-old Shannon Gooden. The deadly confrontation started as a domestic incident at 33rd Avenue and East Burnsville Parkway before 2 a.m. shortly. When it ended, three first responders and the suspect were dead. A fourth first responder, Sergeant Adam Medlicott, was hospitalized. Medlicott was released from the hospital yesterday and now is recovering at home. The city has announced a fundraiser for people to donate to help the families of the fallen first responders and noted it's the only contribution site the city is part of, urging people to beware of scammers. Donations can be made to law enforcement, labor services, and donors should write Burnsville Heroes in the comments. Uh, Early Tuesday morning, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner confirmed that Gooden died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. The BCA described the suspect as being heavily armed, holed up inside, and court records reveal Gooden should have never had access to guns to begin with. In 2008, he was convicted of second-degree assault in Dakota County, which also carried a lifetime ban on gun possession. In 2020, he petitioned to have those rights restored, but a judge denied it, citing other encounters with police and two orders of protection filed against him by two different women alleging domestic assault and abuse. The Dakota County Attorney's Office says that along with the assault conviction, Gooden had additional encounters with police involving assaults, disorderly conduct, and numerous traffic violations, demonstrating what they called a continued disregard to obey 
the law. The county attorney's office also pointed to two petitions for orders for protection. One of the women told the court that in 2017, Gooden gave her a concussion and a black guy with a headbutt also threw her down a set of stairs. The other woman said in her petition that on July 7th, 2020, Gooden grabbed a knife while they argued and cut her clothes and swiped her foot with the knife, sending the woman down the stairs. Neither woman successfully obtained an order for protection. In the 2017 filing, the woman failed to appear for a hearing. A judge dismissed the second petition for lack of evidence. So to answer your initial question, yes, I think that information is pertinent, right? Mm -hmm. Because then it paints the picture of the type of person you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. It's a bad guy, yep. A woman shot and killed yesterday afternoon in a Brooklyn Park apartment complex. Police say they arrested a suspect. It looked like that for a while, maybe a hostage situation. Brooklyn Park officers responded a little after 2 p.m. to reports of an active shooter at the Brooks Landing Apartments. The officers went inside, found a woman who was dead with several gunshot wounds. While looking for a suspect, the officers found a second crime scene on another floor of the building. Brooklyn Park SWAT team and additional agencies responded, but officers did not find the suspect or any other victims. But shortly after, the suspect's whereabouts were found at 8400 block of Xerxes Avenue North. He was arrested, taken to the Brooklyn Park Jail. The shootings were not random, according to the Brooklyn Park Police Inspector Elliot Faust. He said police are still working to determine what led to the situation. Pioneer Press reporting a fix to an error in last year's tax bill that would leave Minnesotans paying higher income taxes saw early movement at the legislature could be among the first bills to make to the governor's desk this session. The Minnesota House overwhelmingly approving a bill updating language in the 2023 tax code that inadvertently kept out-of-date standard deduction amounts for single and married filers. The error will not affect taxpayers until they file their 2024 taxes next year. But if it remains, about 2.3 million filers could end up owing $352 million more in taxes than lawmakers wanted. And in a 128-2 to two vote, members of the House passed the bill to fix the standard deduction amounts. Wait a minute. What? Can Explain to me say? what that means. Are it we going to be paying more? N- no, the the... the Plan by the legislature is to fix it. The numbers were wrong that they put in the bill last year, but it won't so affect this year's. I'll be paying less taxes. next year, or I'll be yes. paying more next year. Less, less. Huh? Okay. You know, by the rationale of those uh, that bill that would restrict paint sales and uh, pr- the performance of electrical work, if they should come to fruition, just imagine the direction they could go with that kind of thinking. Yep. They will seep yeah. into every I mean, walk of life. You're not going to be allowed to cut your kid's hair at home. I mean, you can just well, go on and on and on. I won't be able to cut my hair anymore? No. Cutting my own hair. Cutting your what own hair. You know. What about other sorts of kind of uh, shaving, cutting, and different uh, other everything, areas? Everything uh, could come under that purview. Everything. Because you won't be allowed to repair your shoes. Am I allowed to take a shower and wash my bottom? Only if the water is state at a is certain there. temperature. Only if a member of the state yeah. is there. No, but on all seriousness, uh, did you take your shower today? Well, you can't take another one. We got to restrict water usage. Well, I'm sure. Your uh, home. Uh, these are these are we've we've we're, we've lost it. These are crackpots. This, this entire conversation, I noticed only one thing, Joe. Huh. You you repair your own shoes? No, what, I just been coming up. He's a with, cobbler. I'm a cobbler. He's a cobbler. Yeah. 
No one injured during a fire at St. Paul's Magnolia's restaurant on Monday. According to the city's fire department, crews were called to the business about 7.30 last night for an alarm going off. When they got there, heavy smoke could be seen coming from the roof, and they were able to eventually extinguish the flames. It was a large kitchen fire, according to Roy Mocasso, deputy chief for the St. Paul Fire Department. Appears to likely be accidentally said. Luckily, no one inside the building located on Payne and Magnolia Avenues East. Mm. Magnolias, if you're uh, interested in their history, opened in January of 1984 in a building that previously housed Radar Chef in the 1960s and White Castle in the 1930s, according Mm. to the restaurant's website. You won't be able to uh, Mm. install a basketball net because that's above a state-approved height for you to use a stepladder. The Magnolias are my one of my favorite Minneapolis bands. In uh, okay. national Thank and international you. Thank you stories. for sharing yes. that. Where did that come I from? I think that was very soft well, and Mag- very tender. Magnolia Restaurant. Oh, I Magnolia. see. Yeah. So. East Side. In uh, national international stories, the Middle East looks set for a path of escalation on multiple fronts as Israeli forces close in on what's left of southern Gaza. And now Yemen's Houthi rebels launched their most damaging strike yet on a ship in the Red Sea. The crew of the British-owned Belize-flagged bulk carrier MV Rubimar were forced to abandon ship in the Gulf of Aden on Monday, receiving help from a nearby merchant vessel and coalition warship to reach a nearby port after two anti-ship ballistic missiles were launched by Houthi terrorist-controlled areas in Yemen. All of that according to U.S. Central Command. And meanwhile, Israel's government warning again of a potential ground invasion of Rafah, Gaza's southern corner along the Egyptian border, where more than 1.5 million Palestinians are sheltering, most in makeshift tents with little access to food, water, and medicine. Lots of Alexei Navalny news today in a video released on her social media accounts on Monday. His widow vowed to lead her husband's resistance efforts and blamed Russian President Vladimir Putin for his death last week. That message from his widow left X for a short time this morning when the social media site suspended her account. It was back online, though, within about an hour and a half. Navalny on Telegram said her account continued to be what she called shadow banned. Her account did not appear when searching for her handle. An X search by Semifor, a company that follows this sort of thing at the time, confirmed users were unable to find her account. The issue later resolved with X saying its defense mechanism against manipulation and spam had accidentally flagged and disabled her account. Yeah, but they got so much crap on there, they go after her. I mean, the 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 world is saying yeah. Putin's responsible for right. this, right? And the crap and the filth they have on Twitter, but they're going to take her off for an hour. But yeah, what a bunch of BS! Uh, well, it, does it have to do with the threat? I don't of know. saying the word murder, or I don't know. Meanwhile, Alexei Navalny's brother has been placed on a wanted list in Russia just days after Navalny died. As reported by Russian state media TASS, the Russian Interior Ministry said on Tuesday that Oleg Anatolyevich Navalny is wanted under an article of the criminal code. The Russian authorities did not state exactly what part of the code Oleg had broken. A court in Moscow had already handed Oleg a one-year suspended sentence in 2021 for trying to organize what they called an unauthorized rally. Reavers, did you just make a funny noise? A funny no, body noise? I did not. So, not is guessing. he on the run? Is he on the lam? Is he hiding? I don't know where he's at. I looked for that story to see where he lived, and I could not find it. Are we going to do the right thing Oleg. and s- sneak him out of there? Or do you think he's already not in there? 
he may not want to come out if he's like his brother. He may want to stay and try and fight the regime. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. In Russia? Yeah, well, that's no, he'll the be dead. He'll kill him. Yeah, the worst place to hide. Remember, Alexei went back there to fight the regime. That's how he got arrested. That, uh, he, they need to mistake. sneak in. Yeah, get yourself to the highly corrupt Swiss border uh, and, and get over there. Switzerland is uh, they'll they'll hide you for they're the right neutral. amount. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're neutral. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they're neutral. Cap Capital One Financial says it's buying Discover Financial Services for thirty five billion dollars. That's a lot a of money, deal. isn't it, John? It really is. Wow. In a deal that would bring together two of the nation's credit card companies, as well as shake up the payments industry, which right now is largely dominated by Visa and MasterCard. The deal marries two of the largest credit card companies that are not banks first, like J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup. It also brings together two companies whose customers are largely similar, often Americans who are looking for cash back or modest travel rewards compared to the premium credit cards dominated by City, Chase, and American Express. It will also give Discover's payment network a major credit card partner in a way that could make the payment network a major competitor once again. Well, I got a story here that's going to make some folks angry, or perhaps we should say more angry. Hmm. The Presidential Greatness Project every year rates the presidents historically, and they've now come out with their new ranking for this year. They've rated Abraham Lincoln for the third time as the greatest American president ever. Ranking last, Donald Trump. Ooh. Well, According how does anybody our, find that surprising based yeah, upon a I, ranking by people? Where's Jimmy um, Carter? Uh, Jimmy Carter was right. Uh, he was on the other side, the bottom side of the half. Does that All make right. sense? Yeah. So on the yes. midpoint, he was the bottom half of the midpoint, if that makes sense. What about the highly corrupt Kennedy administration? Uh, I did not, you know, I didn't see a Kennedy rank. Wow. How, I'm shocked that you and your magic bullet dancing around there didn't find that. Uh, <laughs> I read, I I read some, <laughs> somewhere today, um, amid my fury and rage, I read a piece wow. about Lincoln pardoning like one of Joe Biden's ancestors. I, saw I have that story if you'd like me. No, I, would. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let me finish this one first. Uh, there's 154 respondents to this every year. Uh, they are all American Political Science Association members, and they are all scholars. Wait a minute. Recently... Time out. 150 what? people, and they're all political science Read that. Yeah, well, they're again. historians, historians and political. Oh, and scientists. I'm sure they don't have a particular leaning one way or the other. They're, no, actually, actually, they are divided by uh, Chris. You know, <laughs> why don't you this name is us exactly the, what's wrong. Why don't you make us the? Why don't you just read us the top five, John? Because we'd we'd hate to actually get facts about a story right. before we you know, just made an opinion. And facts and whose version Can I just of have facts? the top five presidents, please? Whose version of facts, Kenny? They're all divided by party. The uh -huh, left. Group, the it's the left, and then there's the uh, other left. We don't know that. Can I just have the top five, please? The huh? middle left and the far left. <laughs> Both parties. Lincoln followed by who? I, I can't talk anymore. I'm sorry. Lincoln I, I followed by who? Ike? can't deal with the idiocy in the room. Is Ike up there? How about Ike? Ike is not in there, no. Uh, FDR is number two. Yeah. George Washington is three. Yeah. What about Teddy Harry Roosevelt? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Quiet. Who's Teddy number Roosevelt four? Is four. Who is? Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Thomas Jefferson is five. Yep. Okay. Now, the worst, I'm going worse than two. Uh, Trump ranked in last place. Yep. James, James Buchanan at 44. Oh, Andrew yeah. Johnson 
who would oh. be my worst ever. It's 43. Right. What about Franklin our guy Pierce, Nixon? Franklin Pierce at 42, William Henry Harrison at oh. 41. Now, respondents, now listen up close, fellas, okay? I don't want to. I don't no, you'd be the story. talking to Reavers, not me. Yeah, pretty much. Respondents were tracked by political affiliation and ideology, which the release said didn't make a major difference overall in the rankings, but there were some outliers, mainly with recent presidents. Yeah. Ronald the one Reagan, that was at the bottom. Ronald Reagan, he was one. Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Trump were more likely to be ranked higher by conservatives or Republicans. However, Trump still ranked number 41 with Republican respondents. Bush, 19. Among Democrat respondents, Reagan was rated an average of 18th, Bush, 30, uh, 33rd, 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 and Trump, 45. A similar partisan divide noticeable for Obama and Biden, who ranked an average of 6th and 13th with Democrats, 15th and 13th this with Republicans. And here's the amazing one to me. Bill Clinton, a Democrat, Ranked higher by Republican respondents. By the way, you're boring. Tenth, and <laughs> Democrats was number twelve. So he was ranked I, higher. If by you Republican don't like America, then you can get. Democrats. I want to tell you something, you guys. Something that's going to shock you, and it's going to make you shake in your underpants. Okay. Ronald Wilson Reagan. Wilson? Each name has six letters. <laughs> Hey, if you don't um, like America, then you can... Can, can I hear the uh, uh, Lincoln's pardon of the Biden crime family? But prior to that, do you know that Teddy Roosevelt, who his vice presidential uh, guy was? His vice president no. guy was Ooh. Charles Fairbanks, who is a direct... My wife is a direct descendant of Charles Fairbanks. Well, that's fascinating. That's a, yeah, that's that's cool. a nice lead into the next story. Thank Rick. you, Thank John. You. Go ahead. Uh, on the evening of March 21st, 1864... The quiet of a small corner of the Army of the Potomac sprawling winter camp along the Rappahannock River near Beverly Ford, Virginia, was disturbed when a fight broke out in one of the mess tents between Union Army civilian employee Moses Robinette and John J. Alexander. The reason we're talking about this, Moses J. Robinette uh, was a great-great-grandfather of President Joe Biden. The scuffle left Alexander bleeding from knife wounds, and Robinette was charged with attempted murder and incarcerated on a remote island near modern-day Florida. It would also cause an unexpected intersection in the histories of Lincoln and Biden. Now, Robinette, who received a pardon from Lincoln, as I said, was Biden's great-great-grandfather. The ancestral line has long been established and lists Moses Robinette among the paternal ancestors of Joe Biden, hailing from Western Maryland. After being convicted in the case, Robinette sent to the Dry Tortugas Islands near Key West, Florida. Around the time Robinette arrived on Dry Tortugas, three Army officers who knew him petitioned Lincoln to overturn the conviction. It was overturned, and he was pardoned by Abraham Lincoln. Well, Robinette was no dummy because he's in the winter camp uh, up in the Rappahannock. It's March. Uh -huh. It's miserable out. And they were going to put him in a prison down off oh. Key West. He said, oh, yeah, don't throw me in the briar patch. You know, I get oh. the was it, he was mentioned in National Treasure with that great American actor, Nick Cage. Right? I remember was he, that. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He's actually <laughs> those guys that were going to put the pink stuff were fools because that wasn't even the real one. Nicholas Cage stole it. <laughs> uh, that's we've just destroyed everything. Let's take a break. <laughs> Who knows where it is? You I don't know, know where it is. When it comes to sending all of your money to the greedy piglet known as the government, 
Go with the best because she's going to. She hates the government more than we do. That's Linda Keller <laughs> and Keller Tax Service. Kenny, what was well, the nugget you were going to give me? I have, what do you mean, one nugget? I have, look at front and back. I have nuggets. You've got notes. <clears throat> my favorite one, especially for right now, I sent her my packet a week ago today, Tuesday. She received it on Thursday, put it into her system on Friday. She was done on Saturday. Sunday, I was talking to her on the phone, and she was telling me the incredibly good news from the feds and the always disappointing news from the Minnesota <laughs> Department of Revenue, which I expected. Uh, but my point is, my stuff, the turnaround, was less than a week. Any is- money back? Yeah, from the feds. I'll absolutely. be damned. We're, Joe, we're using the federal money to pay the state. Isn't yeah. that great? Yeah. America. <laughs> yeah. KellerTaxService.com. That is her website. You go on that website. You can actually schedule an appointment. She's got all sorts of tax information available for you, whether it's for you, your family, your business, by the way. She does every type of tax preparation, tax planning, and accounting services. She, uh, she does two-fifths of the Garage Logic podcast, soon to be three-fifths, hopefully, of the Garage Logic podcast, and she yes. should become your tax preparer. I've used her for a number of years. I'm so happy that I found her. It's Linda Keller, Keller Tax Service. Make that appointment. Please let her know that you heard about her here on the Garage Logic podcast. Posing, what time is it? Lem! You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I wonder who's really pulling Biden's strings. <laughs> for example, for example, we got somewhat heartened last week uh, discovering that the Biden administration was going to ease up on the EV expectations. Uh, which was tantamount to acknowledging that the American public doesn't want them. And they were actually listening to the public. But it turns out that now we know that the Office of uh, Environmental Protection uh, has proposed tail-type emissions, which were submitted to the White House uh, for final review. And they're designed to guarantee 67% of new car sales are electric, by 2032, 67%. Okay. Uh, over the weekend, the New York Times and the Washington Post reported the White House is going to double down on that lofty goal while loosening earlier targets. The president has been clear since 2020 that he intends to use his agencies to eliminate gas cars. The American fuel and petrochemical manufacturers said... Tinkering with the near-term speed of implementation does not change the end game, which is banning newer, uh, which is banning new gas-powered cars. But who's really doing this? Because Bi- I'm serious now. Biden isn't. He has. He's not. Right. Right. He's not hitting it hard on that. I don't think he's doing much. Right. He's. Ooh, can he, we wildly speculate? Is it Obama? That's what I was going to say. Former uh, President Obama. And maybe future president, Mrs. Obama. So we we thought we were going to get a reprieve from the electric cars. We're not. Uh, They're still going to be expected to be uh, demanded of you no matter what your uh, wishes are. Uh, But we learned that the political class has changed dramatically in our lifetime, and they're not serving us. They're serving their own agendas, and uh, they're uh, crippling us. They're going to cripple us because uh, I don't want an EV. 
Uh, Channel 4, which I had fun with yesterday, I want to tip my cap to them. Why is this? The CBS. They did a piece last night where one of the gals, I don't know her name, and then another news person, they took EVs to Duluth. Uh, The gal was driving a Tesla, and the other one was driving a Chevy. It's either Volt or Bolt. I don't know which one. The Volt. And but they had to stop, you know, they had to stop in Hinkley for 45 minutes, and then they got to Duluth and discovered uh, this and that and the other thing. The point is, uh, oh, no. it, it, t- charge? it took a long time for them to get to Duluth because neither of them got there on their full charge. On a full charge? I guess we the can- Volt would have, but they topped it off anyway. <clears throat> we can get there on one tank of gas. Oh, God, yes. I can get, get there, there and turn back. around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what it's it's, it's not my cup of tea. I I realized a lot of you warriors are out there saving the earth, and that that's great. And never mind the nine year olds who are dying in the mines. Right. Never, just the hell with them. Yep. It doesn't. You don't even have to worry about that. Doesn't affect you don't us. see them. Doesn't affect us. You I don't, don't see anybody. See they ain't here. You see them. Them ain't over here. I ain't seen them. I ain't seen nobody. I ain't seen nobody. You know, and here's a guy here. Uh, 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 never mind. Oh, it, who's the uh, who's our medical guy in the country? Rachel Levine, is he the trans guy? Yeah. Yes, and he's yep. a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a doctor of what? He Ugh. now, while well, he's telling us from his position that climate change is racist. Oh, so uh, you don't I, want that black climate change. No, it's different than white climate change. Right. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to take his word for it. Well, because he's kind of a, he's got his own issues. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I got you. You know. I got you, cowboy. Yeah. Garage Logic is thanking Renewal by Anderson for sponsoring the always popular This Day in History provided by the Traveling Lymans. But Renewal by Anderson caught wind of this and said, you know what? It's a good idea. It's a good place to put our windows. Because mm-hmm. the Lyman's used Renewal by Anderson windows before they before sold the, big, the kit and everything. caboodle and took off to see the world. It's part of what gave their house great resale That's value. That's right. Uh, acclaim replacement windows. If it's windows you need, you don't need to re- just replace your windows. This is a complete upgrade of the home in ways that improve your everyday life and Cut down on the draft. They're precision engineered. They uh, they fit within one sixteenth of your opening. That's weather tight. You're not feeling this wind coming through Gotta there. Be. And it's not just windows with renewal by Anderson. It's patio doors, entry doors. Renewal by Anderson has the best products and the best service. And I I know them well. I know a lot of people that this is it. That's renewal by Anderson. Kind of a state thing. What's smaller, one sixteenth or one fifteenth? One sixteenth. Nope. Huh? I'm sorry. Why? Why do you do this? Why do you airtight? Is what you're trying to say? Yes. <laughs> that's that's what I said. <laughs> but one sixteenth is smaller than one fifteenth. Oh. Yeah. One sixteenth, like one twentieth, is smaller than. One, no, no. 
Well, that's his payback. So, so, so when the renewal by Anderson guy gets there, right, is one sixteenth greater than one fifteenth? Use this calculator to compare the sizes. One sixteenth is about six point three percent smaller than one fifteenth. There you go. Because the lower those numbers go together, I the said higher that. they are. I said one sixteenth is smaller, meaning a less chance of draft than one fifteenth. You're welcome. Are you still doing the ad? Well, yeah, because Reavers screwed me up. Here we go. Call uh, Renewal Get by Anderson. 651-705. You got a corded phone? 6931. Landline? Or go to renewalbyanderson.com. Hello? Backslash Garage Logic. That's right. Is this still 651? The best in the business. Renewal by Anderson. <laughs> no thanks to you. One sixteenth. Isn't it cool how I knew that it was only, 6.3%? Only because they come to us all the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, from the Traveling Lyman. It was on this day. February 20th. In 1811, Henry H. Sibley was born in Detroit. He was a big player in the state's history. He became a fur trader, politician, businessman, military leader, and university regent he died in St. Paul in Feb 18, 1891. Huh. So he was, what, 80? Around no there? Fart, yeah. On this day. Two, two, zero. Two, two, zero. Uh, on this day in verified. 1855, the, the territorial legislature created 12 counties. All named in honor of individuals who, who played a significant role in the state's history. Brown County, uh, Becker, Beltrami, uh, huh? Benton, Big Stone, Blue Earth, and Brown are your B counties. Brown was named for pioneer Joseph R. Brown. Carver for explorer Jonathan Carver. Dodge for Wisconsin Governor Henry Dodge and his son Augustus. Fairbowl for fur trader Jean-Baptiste Fairbowl. Freeborn for member of for uh, members of the for member of the territorial legislature William Freeborn, Moore for say uh, Stillwater lumberman John Moore, Moore uh, McLeod Beaker Malax Moore, uh, Olmstead for St. Paul Mayor Dave Olmstead, <laughs> Renville for fur trader Joe Renville Stearns for Charlie Thomas Stearns a legislator, Steele for pioneer Franklin Steele and Todd. For Fort Ripley Commander John Blair Smith, Todd, and Wright. For New York Statesman Silas Wright. What do we care about a New York Statesman for? I don't know. Maybe he spent the night here. Silas Marner? It was on this day. Two, two, zero. In 1862. Are you happy Uh, now, Renewal? Are you signed on with this? Yeah, they're taking it back. 1862. (laughs) Yes, sir. More counties were created. They were named for bodies of water. Big Stone for Big Stone Lake, Chippewa for the Chippewa River, Traverse for Lake Traverse, and two for notable individuals, General John Pope, cartographer is honored by Pope County, and Isaac Stevens, railroad surveyor, is remembered with Stevens County. Hmm. All right. Scott, Sherburn, Sibley, St. Louis, Stern, Steele, Stevens, and Swift are your S counties. On this day, uh, February... In 1992, Minnesota got its taste of the nationwide savings and loan debacle when Hal Greenwood Jr., 
a spooky looking little guy when yeah, he did the twins ads? Uh, yeah. twins ads. Former chairman and CEO of failed Midwest Federal Savings under a good tree for shelter, wasn't mm-hmm. that it? And Loan Association was sentenced by a federal judge in St. Paul to 46 months in prison in order to forfeit 3.6 mil. Following federal deregulation of the thrift industry during the 80s, savings and loans around the country had become overextended, and many engaged in loans without sufficient reserves to cover themselves if the loans failed. Greenwood was one of the few savings... And Minnesota Federal <sighs> one of the few and savings and loan association officials to be sentenced. Huh? Greenwood, Hal Greenwood. He uh, he scared the hell out of me when I watched a Twins game. Yeah, I think he had the bad rosacea. Uh, he sat on the edge of the desk and he had the big tree behind yeah. him, and I thought he was an ogre. You know, <laughs> if they cancel the contract, do we actually have to pay them back? Who? <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Almost like a reimbursement. No, I they mean, can we take can't it up with that, Reavers. We can't keep that money. I think we can. But take <laughs> it up with Reavers. He's the one who screwed up the one sixteenth thing. Renewal by Anderson. I am sorry for throwing math in the direction of the mayor. During <laughs> but I the was right. One sixteenth is smaller than one fifteenth. Find out more. You kept saying it was bigger on the Garage Logic Town Council. <laughs> That's right. Full video and full show audio, including before, during, after the break when the mayor does a live ad. It's all there for you. Just a few of the great perks of a town council membership. You'll even get your own official membership card. I believe they are 116th in diameter. And a certificate from the mayor himself, along with invites to exclusive events. Learn more about the town council and become a member today at garagelogic.com. I should apologize to the council for my crabby attitude today you before should. the show. Oh, you apologize to I am very sorry, council. Sorry if you are offended. It is that time once again that we pick up that phone. We make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952 925 5608. That number once again is 952 925 5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And he is there for you for that free, yes, I did say free, 48 minute financial consultation and he's on the line with us once again here in garage logic and boy josh so much to discuss today i know there's worry about the fed earnings from nvidia but we do have good news from walmart don't we we've got great news from walmart chris walmart beat the numbers beat the estimates top line bottom line they increase their guidance going forward they increase their dividend they're going to have a three for one stock split investors should be very very pleased walmart get a new high They're going to be buying Vizio, the television manufacturer, and that's going to give them, they hope, another lead into entertainment sales. That could be big. And another key thing for Walmart is e-commerce sales are up. People don't want to go to the stores or they order online, pick up at the store. So that gives... I'll say the order online, pick up at the store, gives Walmart an advantage over favorite Amazon. Amazon is down on the news, not to mention, of course, 
Jeff Bezos is selling shares. He's got to fund a pretty expensive lifestyle, including all the funding for his space project, Blue Origin, which competes with Elon Musk's SpaceX. Both companies are privately held. Now, one thing in Jeff Bezos' favor for selling the stock, he's no longer a Washington state resident. So his sales of stock, which have been pre-announced that he was going to be selling, so nothing, nothing to worry about there. He still has a tremendous amount of shares, but he's saving about $600 million in taxes, state taxes, by moving his residence from the state of Washington to Florida. The state of Washington a few years ago imposed a tax specifically aimed at billionaires like Jeff Bezos. And there are probably about 10 people that fit this ultra-rich status, mostly on the backs of their stock holdings from companies like Amazon, Microsoft, and several others that are based in uh, Washington. The legislature, of course, forgot that people like Jeff Bezos and other billionaires who've made their money in stock, not in from salary, can pick up and move to a state with no taxes. And that's not only happened in Washington, but in California, New York, and even here in Minnesota. So taxing the wealthy, the wealthy can move and they move their money with them. They move their jobs with them. Not a smart idea. Meantime, the market is concerned about earnings coming from NVIDIA, which has climbed to the number three spot in terms of market capitalization behind Apple and Microsoft as demand for NVIDIA's high speed chips which had been used for gaming and for data centers, has now expanded into artificial intelligence. Stock has gotten, in my estimation, astronomically expensive on both a price-to-earnings basis at 95 and a price-to-sales basis at 45. These are super, super high numbers, and I'm very, very cautious going into their earnings where much is expected, and I'm not sure that with that much expected, NVIDIA can deliver. Today, NVIDIA's stock is down 5% ahead of the numbers tomorrow. On the flip side of them in semiconductor space, semiconductor manufacturers like Global Foundries and Intel are receiving money from the CHIPS Act to expand manufacturing facilities here in the United States. That has boosted their shares, but bear in mind that it'll take several years before these plants are built and up and running. So a little euphoria around Intel and Global Foundry. And Home Depot did not do as well. That stock is down. Medtronic locally beat and raised their numbers. So that looked very good on some promising devices. But it looks like technology today is seeing some profit taking, which of course offers plenty of opportunity. Oh, and of course, I forgot. The concerns of that the economy is very strong, given recent economic numbers and CPI and PPI numbers, have given traders a lot of pause and concerns that the Fed is not going to be cutting rates. Well, you've been hearing that from me for a while, that the Fed is not going to be cutting in March. I said possibly in May, but I think May right now is off the table. So the 
possible time that the Fed could cut would be after the election. But, and I'm here, there's the big but, the economy is strong, companies are doing pretty well, and any pullbacks right now, to me, should be bought. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I did say free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952 925 5608, where you always get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.